we're going to be looking into the book of 1 John this evening. So if you do have a Bible nearby, um, do uh, open up 1 John chapter 2, and we're looking from verse 18 to 27. And these are amazing words, aren't they? They are powerful words. They're the words of our God's. And we have them available to us in our own language, which we are so thankful for. Um, It's an amazing privilege to open up God's word together. Um, And I'm going to invite Kate to come and read our passage this evening to us. Uh, So 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 to 27. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, James. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you all about things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Thank you, Kate. Well, do keep that passage open in front of you, and we're going to be delving into it this evening. Well, I don't know about you, but During a quiz, my favourite round is always a true or false round. I don't know whether it's because I'm just not very good at quizzes and I like a 50-50 chance, but there's always a 50-50 chance of getting it right. Uh, There are only two options. A statement is either true or it's false. But with many things, the truth can change, can't it? It's true to say that the hottest day ever in the UK is the 25th of July, 2019. However, that truth can change. If there's a hotter day this year, then that statement will no longer be true. The truth that John reminds us of this evening, however, cannot be changed or be debunked by new information. It always has been true, and it always will be true. The answer, it will always be the right answer, no matter what year the quiz was written. Well, John, who's been writing this letter to believers who are in danger of being led away from the true gospel by false teachers, 
John is writing to them to stand firm in the faith. He's affirming them in what they believe, that Jesus Christ is the son of God and in him is life and love and hope for the future. We looked at last week that John was reminding them that these believers, they they can't have dual citizenship to both Christ and the world. He's commanding them not to love the world, but to remain in Christ. He said, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. In our passage this week, John reinforces the same good news and hope of eternal life. He continues to encourage them to stand firm in the faith, in the face of false teachers. We're going to look at two really simple points this evening. Firstly, the lie and then the truth. The lie and the truth. Firstly, let's look at the lie. It may sound strange to talk about the things that are not true in a sermon, but John explains this to his readers so that they can be aware of it and therefore cling more tightly to the truth. John starts this section by explaining that in this last hour, many antichrists have come. This sounds very intense, but John helpfully walks us through this point. This last hour is a time frame that's used in the Bible to describe the time between Jesus ascending to heaven and his return. So we are in this last hour as much as John was in the last hour when he was writing his letter. And these people described as antichrists were coming from within the church. And John is writing this as a warning to those believers who are faithful to the true gospel. But what is false about their teaching that John warns them of? Well, verse 22 gives us the answer. Look down with me. It says, who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. It's clear the false teachers, these Antichrists, are denying that Jesus is the Christ. Well, what what does that mean? Well, Christ means anointed one, God's chosen one, chosen saviour, messiah. Jesus has this title because, well, he is God's son. He's anointed by God. He's the saviour that the whole of the Old Testament pointed to. But in the view of the Antichrists, God's Christ could not be associated with the man Jesus, certainly not in his weakness and death. These people, as their name suggests, are anti-Christ. They're opposed to Christ. And John's point here is for us not to separate the Jesus of history and the Christ of faith. To do this, John says, is not only to deny the Son, but the Father too. As we see at the end of verse 22 that we just looked at, such a person denies the Father and the Son. Let's read on in verse 23 
where John reinforces his point. He says, no one who denies the son has the father. Whoever acknowledges the son has the father also. We see this key point that John is making that Jesus Christ is the only way to the father. These false teachers are teaching that Jesus isn't the Christ and that you can get to God another way. But Jesus says about himself in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. John, John wants his, these believers to stand firm in this truth. Jesus is the Christ and is the only way to the Father. There aren't any back doors or cheat codes to get to the Father. There is one way, and that is through Jesus Christ. We see whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father too. And this is how broken, sinful people like us can come to God. It's through his Son, the Lord Jesus. Jesus died on a cross to take the punishment that we deserve, to give us forgiveness and eternal life. John wants to drive home this point so that they know the truth, so they can be aware that anything else, anything other than this way to God's, is a lie. To stand firm in the truth, they need to be aware of the lie. And that's what John does in our section this evening. He reminds these believers of the lie. But secondly, he affirms them of the truth. Secondly, the truth. In verse 20, he addresses these believers again. He says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. John is encouraging the believers that they have the Holy Spirit living in them. When Jesus left and ascended to heaven after his time here on earth, he left behind a helper, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, who, like Jesus, is God and lives within all believers. John is saying that as a result, they all know the truth. Yes, they've been taught the truth, but God has also written it on their hearts. In Jeremiah 31, God promises this, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. By the Holy Spirit's anointing on these believers, they know the truth. And John wants to encourage them to remain firm in the faith. With the truth being written on their hearts, they can fully know it, fully grasp it. It's not like the hottest day of the year, where you may remember it for a while after learning it, but after a few days, you're going to forget it. This is the truth that John is encouraging these believers to truly know in their hearts. With the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of believers, we are anointed ones, the passage says. We are anointed ones trusting in the anointed one, Jesus Christ. We are sons and daughters of the Father and heirs with Christ. 
If you're trusting in Jesus Christ this evening, then that's your status, a child of God, remaining in the Son and in the Father. And we get the best news in verse 25, don't we? This is amazing. Look with me, verse 25. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. This is the reward for remaining in the Son and the Father, the promise of eternal life, the certain, secure hope of eternity with Jesus. John is writing to these believers to equip them, to inform them, to prepare them so that they're not led astray. He goes on to conclude this section to affirm them once more that they can be confident in the truth they already know. They have the Holy Spirit that is real, not counterfeit, John says. John urges them to remain in him because the hallmark of those who have the Spirit is those who acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ. John urges them to remain in him because the hallmark of those who have the Spirit is those who acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ. He knows that these Christians will be tested. These antichrists, they're, they're, they're deceivers. They'll try to convince the believers that there are other ways to God. But John reminds them that Jesus is the only way. The follower of Jesus has the Son, the Father and the Holy Spirit with the hope of eternal life. It's amazing news that we can read this evening, isn't it? It may be this evening that we need this reminder too. I know it's been such a blessing for me this week, preparing this passage. In this situation, the believers that John was writing to, these antichrists, they're, they're physical people who lead people astray from within the church, claiming that Jesus wasn't who he said he was. We may not be facing such an obvious situation in our own lives, but there are things in our lives that threaten to lead us astray. There are things that are anti-Christ. There may be certain things we're doing, ideas we're investing in, sin that we're entertaining, that may lead us astray from remaining in Jesus. This is a time when all of our faith is being tested in some way. But John here affirms the believers that he was writing to and affirms us that we have all we need. And as we close, John shows us two things that we need to stand firm. Firstly, we have the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have God's words, the very words of God. This, this book we have proclaims the truth to us more and more that we read it. We're less likely to be led astray by false teachings if we know and love and cherish this book. That's my desire for my own heart too. I don't read, I don't read this enough. I don't pore over passages of scripture long enough. That's how he finishes this evening's passage, verse 27. Just as he taught you, remain in him. Remain in him, in who he is. Well, how do we find out what that is? Well, we read about him, about who he is in his words. 
We see pages and pages pointing to and describing the person of the Lord Jesus, who he is, what he's done and why that's the most amazing news. And secondly, as we finish, we've got the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. If you're trusting that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died to take away your sins and has made you right with God by taking the punishment that you deserved, then God, the Holy Spirit, dwells in you. This indwelling of the Holy Spirit, well, it opens our eyes to this book, doesn't it? It opens our eyes to understand the scriptures, to know and remain in God's. It implants the truth deep in our hearts and it keeps it there. We can take this encouragement into this next week as we continue in lockdown. We can be assured and confident that our faith is in Jesus Christ, that it's firm, it's not counterfeit, it's real. So remain in him this week. Desire him, pursue after him. In this time where many other things in our lives have come to a halt, have been put on hold, been put two meters away, don't let your relationship with Jesus be one of those things. We'll face trials and times of testing and maybe we're going through those right now. John's readers were going through that. We will all go through times when our faith is tested. However, what is promised to us is eternal life. So let's hold on to that hope. Let's hold fast to that. Our real, sure certain hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's remain in him. Well, let's pray together as we finish. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your son, the Lord Jesus. We praise you that he is the only way to you through his death and his resurrection. He has granted broken sinners like us access to your throne room. Lord God, we praise you and worship you this evening. Please be with us and help us this week as we read your words. Please open our eyes to the truths deep in your words. Please help us as we strive to pursue you, to remain in you this week by your Holy Spirit power working in us. Lord God, please keep us close to you in this coming weeks and months. We give you all the praise and worship in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.